You are listening to the Deadlock Podcast, an INC production. The following is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and guests, and not necessarily those of their respective employers, clients, or sponsors. The stories and information discussed here are artistic works of fiction and falsehood. Only a fool would take anything here as fact. Y'all are ascending to like another plane through gun philosophy, and I'm over here like trying to date a sentient calculator in Monster Prom 2. <laughs> <laughs> Rise and shine, producer Jason. Rise and shine. Not that I wish to imply that you have been sleeping on the job. You deserved a rest after breaking the last deadlock. But, well, let's just say your hour has come again. The right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world. And my sponsors, or shall I say our sponsors, have a vested interest in seeing this important work completed. So wake up, producer Jason. Wake up and smell the ashes. And when you see the new deadlock, relay these words. Prepare for unforeseen consequences. Welcome, one and all, to the Deadlock Podcast, the show you'll never hate as much as we hate each other. I'm Ben, your host for the evening, currently sipping on a delightful cocktail of bleach on the rocks with some orange zest for garnish. Joining me is editor and timekeeper Christopher, who's been screwing the spray caps off of Lysol bottles and butt-chugging them since 11 a.m. this morning. Also with us is co-panelist Douglas, enjoying a fine 1982 Chateau de Clorox Grand Cru. And making sure to document our inevitable deaths by chemical burns and poisoning is producer Jay, sensibly drinking a Coors Light. Coors Light. <laughs> Very well. Born in the Rockies and demanding child support payments from your liver since 1978. 
How's everyone tonight? Oh. I'm jammed with a hundred percent real peaches. <laughs> wow, phenomenal, Ben. You every time you outdo yourself. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna cut a video to that. That for is, sure. That is awesome. Yeah. Cutting I mean, so, definitely appreciate you sending it early because uh, once again, I would not have heard a single bit of that. Yeah, I did let Doug have the preview because uh, I know I, I have the same problem. When you guys played on your end, it's very choppy. So I wanted okay. him to appreciate it in full since I'm very proud of it. Um, but uh, yeah, you guys understand now why I was uh, iffy about the voice work and wanted to practice. No, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's phenomenal, as usual. But we should probably edit out all these, all these compliments to you because... Uh... Yeah, you should. <laughs> as, as as editor and timekeeper, that as, is uh, within your discretion. As, as editor, uh, that's the first thing I'm going to nix they out. They shall of evaporate in the sun like water <laughs> in a desert. <laughs> well, um, to let everybody know, uh, all of us have been pre-gaming today, so it's going to be a wild episode. Uh, Doug, I think, is the worst, which is why it's going to be the <laughs> wildest episode, because uh, once Doug is in his cups... Uh, the world tends to shear at the very boundaries of reality. Oh, I thought you were going to say fear that he'll tell a Doug story. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, part of an old crow medicine show tonight. <laughs> old crow medicine show. <laughs> Let's. Uh, <laughs> that's a callback to a previous episode, which you can find once you subscribe to the Deadline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure you will. <laughs> Henry McKinney, and welcome around these parts no more. Actually, oh. Ben, do you, do you have the uh, the, the the original season? I do. I still have it in its mastered form, as well as like the finalized episodes. So if you need those, I can get them to you. Uh, good. Still exist I, online. Th- they do. Yeah, I'm still subscribed to it on uh, iTunes. Uh, what? I haven't been able to find it, so that might just be one of those things where it's uh, in some sort of senescent stage on iTunes, and you're still subscribed, so you're grandfathered. Oh, I think Ben's <laughs> right about that because we. <laughs> Because that feed did get kicked off, yeah. So they, they might still be on the INC server, but um, anyway, I might have to get this from you later because we're, we're going to post season season one. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do season one for, for uh, posterity's sake. Absolutely. Hmm. And then people will always ask us, what happened to that fifth guy? <laughs> I'm waiting for it, man. I'm waiting for those uh, emails. Um, All but in hey. morning for the morning whale. Oh, what morning. does it even mean? The name, the morning whale. Well, guys, you're not allowed to use memes, uh, personal intergroup memes that I don't know about. Well, he was morning well when you were when you were there. I don't remember this one. Though. It was an MSN handle for like for seventeen year. years ago. Yeah, yeah it was a. Uh, is that know, is that is that because when Tommy woke up in the morning, he would make mule man sounds for five hours? <laughs> Very much so, and he would do it while walking <laughs> through my bedroom to the shower because we shared. <laughs> We shared the master shower, and it was through my bedroom. Boy, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. He had, he had his own shower. He just preferred yours. You know, dude, that's not even a joke. That is not even a joke. <laughs> there was a second bathroom in that apartment. He chose to use the master. <laughs> my word. I feel like he put an offer out there every morning, and you turned it down, and that's on you. <laughs> and that's why eventually he was like, I have to distance myself. I, I that's to... true. It's true, Chris. You guys could have been happily married for five years now. Ta- 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 <laughs> I think we've solved the mystery. Ta- ta- Tommy's been social. No, we, we, as, a, as a sick joke, we used to cut our pubes and leave them in the shower floor <laughs> for Together? How, no, not was together. it a group activity? Not together, you Wait, scoundrel. Hold on a second. Were you, were you scattering? Uh, Did you match patterns on the floor, like, like uh, leading a lever in? What were the shapes? Were they hearts and moons? Oh Jesus! This is just like you were telling each other. 
it's all smooth tonight, like a slip and slide, baby. No, hey, it tell was... me, tell me, does this look like a cue to you? It, it was. <laughs> it was lucky clovers type shit. It was a power move. <laughs> You, it, it was it was like a dog, you know, like they pee on on like a, a sign to like mark Sounds their territory. Sounds a lot more like one of you was saying to the other, "You're my pubic cutie." You're my, my pubic cutie. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta ask, uh, or I guess not even ask, just pontificate. The thing that surprises me the most is that you, as a as a germaphobe, tolerated that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I wouldn't so much say tolerated. I mean, I, I what, what was I going to do? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not participate is what you could have done. He did it first. <laughs> there are a lot of I options. I think you I are not aware. He I did. suppose to be fair, Tommy was going to do that anyway, so Chris might as well get some revenge. Exactly. I had to. Re- I had to figure out retaliation somehow or another. That was the best way I knew how was to was with mimicry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pen down a name for the episode: uh, Mutual Assured Pubic Destruction. <laughs> I love it fair so far the titles of this season have been pretty pretty good we're, we're, getting, we're getting back into the rhythm that's good you know to, by the way to be fair guys you know it it did take us like 10 episodes in the original season before we really kind of got in the swing of things like all of the best episodes were on the back nine yeah you have to get to a point where you hate yourself i just want to let you guys know um i mean again on this on the, I, I don't want us to drop this pube talk topic too early uh because uh when there's pubes in the shower and it don't make you sour, that's amore. Douglas, I, I just want to let you know, in this moment, I love you. you that, that Frankie himself couldn't sing it better. <laughs> I'm blushing. He, he really was. Uh, Chris, edit in a uh, awe from the audience on I that can do oh, I should, can, can Duke Nukem be the one doing it? Uh, Yes, if, he, oh. if you have that. <laughs> it, needs to be, it needs to be a crowd of Duke Nukem. I feel like Duke Nukem would do anything but just, go, aw. Just, just, just reverb it so it sounds like a crowd. Uh. Duke Nukem is... Ne- oh, that dog bastard. Has, has yes. Duke Nukem ever felt any any kind of like passion or... I, I, I don't know, like, I mean... It, well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, you know the meme surrounding uh, the simultaneous re- release of uh, Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal, Doom. right? Yes. Yeah. And it's the whole idea being that, like, uh, the uh, Doom guy, or I guess he's called the, the Doom Slayer in this one because he's not technically the same guy as the original Doom. No, he um, is. Is he? Yeah, yes. I think he's the same Canonically. Guy. Okay, canonically, he's the same Doom guy, but uh, like he's just got an anger problem. He just needs to chill out, so he'd rather be in Animal Crossing. And then, uh, what's her face? Uh, Isabel. Isabel, Isabel, who's like the secretary in Animal Crossing, would rather be murdering demons in hell for uh, an eternity. Um, but like the sort of like uh, cutification of hyper violent murder men <laughs> is is realistically a thing in our current culture. Um, and I don't know if that's kind of like an inward looking uh, 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 sort of phenomenon where we are very angry about things, but we also want to like express our true and sincere selves. I don't know. I didn't plan this as a as a a, a theme today, but Look, uh, much much like how game systems and games themselves have developed over the years as hardware has advanced so too has our appreciation of those uh, originally very, very flat character stereotypes. They've evolved. They've, they've grown. So, uh, you know, you ask, has, has Duke Nukem ever felt any kind of emotion like that? And yeah, he absolutely has. Whenever a stripper has actually given him change back. <laughs> that, has, that has touched his, his blackened heart. 
I, I blame anime for the whole cutification of bad guys or, or like murderers and stuff. Bad, or badasses, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because that's... Uh, I mean, like that. This the whole anime surrounds itself around that, like these dark, that, mysterious. That is that is a very popular gag in anime. Like the yeah. biggest, like uh, motherfucker in in the anime will have like a soft spot for dogs or yeah. something, yeah. you know, or or will will be doing like a competitive flower arrangement, and it's it's this like weird duality that plays well over there, and I guess it plays well over here too. Um, but you do see a lot more of it these days, especially when they do retreads of like. Uh, you, what Doug called uh, uh, tropes, uh, like male power fantasy tropes of the 90s. Male power fantasy tropes. I was going to say they took that yeah. from Hitler. Hitler liked dogs and children, just not Jewish dogs or children. Yeah, but you, you can't make uh, Hitler a cute anime heroine. Or can you? That little Are mustache. There is, there is so many animes oh, out there that have it's tried that. I've seen them. I've seen them. <laughs> ben Hitler, Robert. Hitler. Hitler sat across from Asuka from uh, Evangelion. I've I've seen it. I mean, what is that? Hitalia? No, uh, I, I mean access powers and the whole like uh, like Yaoi fantasy with uh, Nazi Germany and Poland <laughs> or whatever it was. Adolf Kuhn. I, I mean every every like bad notice guy. Me, notice me, Adolf Senpai. Uh, <laughs> they're like in the fields with like the like misty eyes, little sparkles yeah. in their eyes. I mean, most most bad guys in history have had some kind of like soft spot, you know. Like, there's always these, these always these like scenes in movies where these like Italian hitmen, you know, they're listening to an opera, but they're like crying. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know, the arts always touches the ultra violence. You know, the, the, then they, the then savage they, beast. Yeah, yeah. Music soothes the savage savage beast and but all that. And anime really, they milk they milk the shit out of it, and they make a caricature of in and of that particular trope. In my opinion, yeah. but I also don't like anime. I, so I think that would be that would be early anime. More recent anime has moved on to much worse and dumber tropes. Just being straight up yeah. gay, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be doing a Final Fantasy VII discussion next week, but Once Chris finishes the game as soon as I finish yeah. the game. Producer Jay, not even the game, the uh, sixty dollar installment of the game. <laughs> Okay, isn't this like part one? Part it, one, it of, is. Who knows? Did Did they not say how many it's going to be? They it's have probably not. three parts. Wasn't it three discs originally? It's it's they they're very likely going to milk it for as much as they can. And considering where they are, in there this was a first. There part, was a time very early on they said it would probably be three parts, but I think since then they've been like, well, we're well, not sure now. So. Yeah, maybe four, maybe five. So we'll so so in about uh, three years' time, we're going to be looking at uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, disc seven. Comma, the refinancing of your mortgage. Dot two point eight remix. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean Square. I mean, you know, it's it's much like anything these days. A big company found a piece of property, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna try to milk it for every dollar they can. But uh, anyway, next week we will we will dive into how Final Fantasy VII is the worst anime in the world. <laughs> You're probably not wrong from uh, I while you guys are playing it I'm actually watching a, uh, a playthrough of it so that I'm at least uh, able to talk on it on some level. Oh good. All right, well then uh, then you can join in. Doug, you should start watching the playthrough too. I am giving it no time of day. <laughs> it, it'll be good to have Doug in so it can ask us uh, why our hero who is supposed to be this gritty merc still can afford uh, 80 pounds of pomade in his hair at all times. Especially when he poorly rates his like 
Merc jobs. It's terrible. Yeah. Two thousand. All I'm gonna say is two thousand gil is not not that much money for for C- up cloud a whole... strife. One star. I asked him to kill rats. He toppled my government. Would not hire again. <laughs> Would not hire. He's like he's on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> that may have to be a thing uh, next time. We'll do Yelp reviews for Cloud Strife. Oh, classic. Sounds All cool. right, boys. Okay. Should we uh, should we start our first commercial break? Yep, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get our drinks going here. Uh, I'm going to be exiting with uh, a nice German Pinot Noir. Doug, what are you drinking? Or what haven't you drunk today, I guess, is the better question. Uh, water. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Um, I, have, I have Eat Your Heart Out uh, by Uzel Finch. Ooh, I love Oozle Finch. And they're in a really ass, cool location, too. Eat your An ass out by Stone Brewery. With cacao, strawberry, vanilla bean, and lactose. Mm, that actually sounds and really good. It is way too strong for me at this point, but uh, hey, YOLO! <laughs> Doug will either be dead by alcohol poisoning or bleach poisoning. We'll see. In the studio, we are drinking Bacher. 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 By Ollie. Excellent. Now, let's hear a word from our sponsor. The superior Coors Light. And we're back. Uh, Hopefully uh, Coors will not uh, look down on me for drinking a different beer as I finish my wine. I am currently having $60 nachos from the wonderful wonderful Ohio brewery Hoofarded. Or (laughs) Hoofarded. I don't know how to, I don't know how to pronounce it because they spell it weird. It's hoof as in uh, uh, the hoof off of a uh, bovine. A bovine, and then hearted, as in to heart someone. So is that's the name of the brewery? Is hoof hoof hearted? Hoof hearted. Classic is the name of the brewery. Classic. Obviously, they're having some fun, uh, but they also make really good beer, and this is a lovely IPA. And it's called sixty dollar nachos. Sixty dollar nachos, yeah, like you, you go to uh, one of those uh, shitty uh, uh, what are they to go truck. Uh, things where like a bunch of where a bunch of food trucks get together and you have your pick of them and everything is horribly overpriced horribly and the overpriced. alcohol is terrible all all the time has the food ever been good at the trucks not that i've been good enough to warrant the price i think that's called a bob's burgon <laughs> <laughs> i believe that is actually an episode of bob's burgers <laughs> yeah. i'm remiss for not for not reminding you to send me send me one of your six pack wares i gotta i need to make sure i do that this week so you can so here's here's the reality whenever somebody puts in a request uh, and i probably should have told you the last time you asked uh, it actually takes a while for me to put together an actual list because every week new good shit comes in gotcha gotcha so so like i know what's going to be coming in so i usually sit on it and wait to put together like the perfect six pack instead of like filling it out with garbage just to make it a six pack you gotta, you gotta do what we do at my job, which is, hey, when you signed the contract, this is what was available. I don't <laughs> give a shit what's new now. That's not what you signed up for. I could do that, but you know what? Chris gets the Ben treatment with a capital B. A capital B? Damn, yeah, bro. I feel like there's more than one Ben treatment, though. I'm saying <laughs> it's for bitch. I'm saying, oh, I'm saying, bro, with Jason. It. Jason, you don't want to know what the lowercase b is like. Mm, I don't want to think so. I don't think I, don't think I do. <laughs> Jason requires information. Ben is like the guy from the movie Perfume, 
but like, but with beers, he can just he can wrangle because together. Because I'm sharing a joke because I don't know what this movie is. You you know that's, that's a shame, Ben. You would you'd like the movie Perfume. Uh, you would a lot. you would absolutely like. Really? It's a hundred percent a Ben movie. Ben, ben is Ben is artistic. He would he would love me, Perfume. Let me think about it because it's been a while since I've thought about that movie. Ben, I can only th- I can only talking? think about the one scene. The orgy scene. Is it the scene talking? where all the people eat him? Ben, those, take it those from people me. are eating something, and it's not just him. Ben, you would. I mean, my my hope is to eventually be eaten by my followers, so that they can rise into the kingdom of heaven, which they have earned through the conception of my flesh. Ben, you'll love perfume. Yeah, for okay. sure. <laughs> I, I just I, tell my followers that, that wafer crackers are my flesh. Wafer crackers. You know, well, I'm I'm a Catholic, Doug, and I've never had Doug, the fucking. If, if you want to water down religion, that's a way to do it. Yeah, it's absolutely what I want. Who here has had who here has had the wafers? I have. Uh, wafers? Yeah, no, of course I have. I, I'm I'm Catholic, Catholic and I've never had the wafers. wafers. Oh, they uh Are you really I Catholic have. then? And I'm not Catholic. How come you motherfuckers have I was about to say the N word, bro. I'm so sorry. How come you motherfuckers have all had the crack? At least you're how working come, on it. How come you nil away? I'm proud that you worked on it. I'm proud that you stopped yourself. <laughs> Nobody had to step in about. and stop you. <laughs> You did it yourself, and I'm very proud. I can't. I can't. Like I'm just really happy about that. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot for the audience to unpack. It. We are kind of spitting over a real. You don't know how big a stride that was. It it took a lot of. uh... For for the audience to understand, this is more personal growth than I've ever seen Chris attempt. In the 20 years we've known each other? It's been a while. We have to compliment him. We do. Because if we don't, he'll be like, well, this wasn't worth it. And then he'll he'll roll back. That's true. I'm like it's, a dog. It's, it's, I, res- I mean, I understand that we have to positively reward Chris for good behavior. Yes. Uh, even even though beating him actually works better. But it's just like... That, that's, it's not that's ineffective. A moonshot. That's a moonshot for Chris. As opposed to just like a baby step, which is usually what I expect. Beating him has never worked better it's just more satisfying and you need to separate those two it also makes a fart which is awful (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, this is classic classic (laughs) um so (laughs) i could bring it back on the topic there's a reason that i started with a video game homage for our opening it's because uh, we wanted to talk about a couple of games that we've been playing in our isolation our, our state enforced isolation um uh, and one of the ones that I'm really interested in and I've not been able to play since I don't have a PlayStation uh, is Death Stranding, uh, the latest Hideo Kojima installment in Hideo Kojima's universe about Hideo Kojima <laughs> and the things that he likes, which is apparently a lot of fetishes. Oh, it's a ton of uh, fetishes. <laughs> but uh, Chris has played it, and I would love to hear from Chris what I will be able to expect once it releases on PC, and I believe july at this point i think i got delayed because of covid but uh i do hope to play it when it releases so so death stranding is I'll, let me start right off the bat i'll give i'll give the the conclusion away it is a very good game i i, I don't know if it's great it's between very good and great what what's between good and great very good Grud. it's good it's good it's good it's a good game so you're you are introduced to the game with Hideo Kojima, by the way, for the first, I mean, and this is not an exaggeration, I'm really not an exaggeration, the first hour you are playing the game, 
you you his name pops up in a title card. I, I mean, I mean, every five minutes, you have to know it's his. <laughs> directed by you have to know it's his. Directed by Hideo Kojima, written by, produced by, voiced by, acted by, but and then oh, and Norman Reedus was in it too. So that's how. <laughs> that's how poor Norman Reedus. Poor Norman Reedus. And, oh, also, also like esteemed actor of the silver screen, uh, fucking Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, you, you have. Well, first off, the cast. I mean. It has like a more A A player cast than than like most Hollywood movies these days. It's it's crazy. Are each of them presented as Norman Reedus presented by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Norman Reedus created by created by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> well, you're kind of they're like separate credits, but like they kind of are meant to be. Together. You're you're not far off. It's true, and so so you do you do get the the title card every time you're introduced to a new character. You get the title card and it tells you who they are, who the actor that played them was. The mechanics... isn't part of is isn't part of that like a sly dig at Sony Online Entertainment for being like really shitty in terms of trying to like ruin his his product every time? Well, I don't, I, that's I don't know because he's been doing that. Like Metal Gear Solid Five is like every mission is a credit roll, and every that's, yeah, and every credit roll is directed by Hideo Kojima. So he's been doing this probably his whole career. It's just where. Kojima has been at the front line of uh, ensuring that creators are properly credited in every single acting and cr- director guild in Japan. I mean, he's a household name for a reason. I can't, I can't say it's ineffective. <laughs> Jason and I have had this discussion about Hideo, Hideo Kojima, Hideo 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 and, would be, and yeah. he's. I mean, the guy is like. There's no doubt that he's like a little bit off, and but the fact is, is that he is producing these like A plus titles, and you know. It's not like these games are getting street cred because of the name. He right. does happen to make, a, frankly, a good game. And I played Death Stranding, or I started Death Stranding with, frankly, like I, I not the highest of expectations. And I don't like games that drag on and introduce all these videos and stories. And frankly, for the first, I would say, about five hours of gameplay, you're barely playing the game. It is nothing but cutscenes and movies and that's, more cutscenes and more movies. And it's that a, is typical of him and has been since I think MGS four. It, it it is. It three, is very typical. Three started of him. that trend and then four was really bad. He turned he turned his games into movies because frankly, you know, I don't know why the guy didn't become a fucking movie director, but whatever. He well, didn't, that's why his games you know. are so good because they're so well inflected with the language of cinema. Well, you know, it's I, I would, interesting. I would argue. It's interesting you say that because in you know there you know like do you know why Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo was such a classic? Because you hit the power button on your Nintendo, and then you hit start, and boom, you're playing. Yeah. There wasn't all this fluff and all this other shit. You know, you just got to play the game. And I, if I'm being honest, I would have loved Death Stranding more if I got to just play Death Stranding. But I accept that that's not the game, and that's fine. The mechanics of the game. I'm just going to burn through a couple of quick things here really quick. So, uh, Death Stranding, the mechanics of the game are fascinating. You know, you're pl- you're playing an Amazon Prime driver, and your goal <laughs> is to, like, hike up mountains and, and stumble on rocks and grass and swamps. Yeah. And the whole idea is that, you're you know, you're supposed to keep your balance. You're supposed to avoid ghosts. You're supposed to carry a baby. Ghosts? No, just the regular kind. You're supposed to pee every now and again. And, like... In the board meeting, when Hideo Kojima was, like, pitching this, it must have just been, like, Bri, you sure? 
Like, is that, like, that's the game you want to make? <laughs> sure. There's, there's, is this Hideo Kojima up front? He's got, like, an old-fashioned uh, uh, big notepad that he's actually writing on. And there are three bullet points. Homoeroticism. <laughs> shitting and pissing in one bullet point. And then I get to hire my acting friends. <laughs> yeah. And at the wait, and, and wait, everyone's wait, like, wait, 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 is is this a uh, a Wes Anderson film? <laughs> and everyone's Wes saying Anderson, Wes Anderson is a step removed from from Kojima in terms of at least being attempting to be hybrid. Yeah, Wes, Wes Anderson would throw a bucket of paint at everybody first. Everyone's saying, do you, you know, how do you do, Hideo, do you really want to do this? Oh yes, I, this is what I want to do. This is a, the best, uh, the best of game. And the, the thing. Well, sorry, and, and, and like I can't help but like you know the guy made a good product. Here, here the the learning curve on that game is atrocious. I mean, like it 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 literally does take ten hours to learn how to play the fucking game. I mean, yeah, there's aren't so... they bringing up like new mechanics pretty much every chapter? Every hold on chapter. a second, though. Hold on a second, though. Is that not the average training period for an Amazon worker? <laughs> Touche. No, no, Douglas. They don't get any training. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, don't like get, they don't get any training at all. They get a blueprint. Kojima, Ko- Kojima is a much more loving master than Jeff Bezos. <laughs> they get a stick figure drawing with a door and like a package. They, they are they are <laughs> introducing new new mechanics to the game. Every, still, every chapter, and I'm I'm like I mean I'm a pretty good bit into the game. And there's still more stuff that they're throwing at you, and it's kind of just like, dude, when when is this gonna stop? But you know, at the end of the day, it's it's kind of addicting. It's fun to play, and frankly, I'd be playing it right now if it weren't for FF7 remake being released at you know more or less the same. Or why well, I, I when you I, got them at the same I got time. them at the same time, right? But um, you know, and, and I was having this conversation with producer Jay as well. Um, I'm a little bit scared to go back to Death Stranding because I've now been playing FF7 for the past two weeks, and I'm I, I've, I'm gonna. It's like I've forgotten how to fly. Like there's no fucking way I'm yeah. gonna remember how to play Death that's, Stranding now. I mean, there's just too much shit. So. so that's always that's always been super intimidating for me for like returning to Skyrim or something, especially yeah. with all the mods I normally play with. So what I what I found because I've watched some some playthroughs of of Death Stranding and up to a certain point, and then I stopped. Um, is that like to me, one of the worst things that like AAA games could fuck up is is traversal because, like with Metal Gear Solid Five, to get to a mission, you're 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 holding up just a joystick button and and running, and you're doing that for some time. And to me, I'm like that's not very interesting. But like it seems with Death Stranding, there's more to traversing other than just holding holding up on the button. So right? so so that that's that's an awesome point you're bringing up, and it's absolutely true. So. Basically, what Jason is saying is that like you're you're not bored by just you know holding the joystick in one direction and eventually getting to the place you want to be. Uh, basically, negating the whole idea behind quick travel. This game is kind of like you know bringing you in by you going from point A to point B, and it's absolutely the case. I mean, in fact, if anything, every fucking time you set out with your packages on your back from point A to point B, you're like dreading it because you're like, God damn it, this is the time that I'm going to drop all of my shit. I'm going to get eaten by a ghost. I'm going to get, you know, beaten by a mule. I'm going to get, you you know, damage my stuff. I'm going to, you know, run into rain, run into bad weather. I'm going to lose my motorcycle. And it's just all this constant abuse 
that I mean, God, if the, if real Amazon drivers had to go through this shit, they should be earning fucking fifty dollars an hour. I mean, it's, it's like it's, it's 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 what in the psychiatric profession I believe they call the rut row factor. I mean, basically, you're, I mean, dude, <laughs> I, you, the the guys like. The guy's like, Sam, we need to give you new, some new orders. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, please don't. Just let me take a please, break. Please, I just figured out how to walk. I just I figured, figured out how to, to walk. One foot <laughs> I'll you say this, me. though. The, the uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is to date one of my favorite games of all time. Loved RDR 2. Uh, in some ways, they did mechanics, like moving mechanics, even a little bit better. Because on on the one hand, you know it's true. You, you know you're you're not having to balance the guy on his horse like you're doing with with Death Stranding. But I mean, they, man, they they mastered animation in RDR two, and there are a couple of times in Death Stranding where when your character is moving up some rocks or like a mountain or something, yeah, it does look a little clumsy, a little a little flimsy. Probably, yeah. I think I can remember seeing like some stuff where I was like, oh, that's a little goofy. But but yeah, like Child Arthur of Bethesda. And horses that can walk up sheer cliffs. I just don't understand the complaint. That, that, well, that's that's a well, very good point. Actually, there's a similar because you get a motorcycle, right? You do. You do. I think I've seen some similar like horse action going on with the motorcycle. Yeah, with the mo- yeah. <laughs> to like get it up, like you're fuck this. I'm getting this up the cliff. You can't stop. Video. What's this horse play? I, I, I love that that uh, thing on YouTube. You can see of, of, in in Skyrim when the giant like smashes his club down. And your guy... Oh, the Skyrim space program. Yeah, the space program. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. If you really want to see the Skyrim space program, you have to see the mod where the person lures all the children out of town straight to a giant. Oh, oh that's And then beautiful. he watches as they all get oh, launched yes. up, and he goes, Oh, my children joining NASA at such a young age. I'm so proud. Oh, yes. The Pied Piper of Whiterun. Yes. Have, have any of you guys played Kerbal Space Program? Yes. Yeah, yeah I played it. Because that's what, that's what I envision is like... All these like fucking green trolls just getting no. blasted into outer space. And... You see, I don't, I don't want to explore space. I just want to send astronauts to God. <laughs> send astronauts over to God. So anyway, to, to wrap up Death Stranding, I, I frankly, Ben, when it comes out on PC, not not only do I recommend that you play the game, it's it is frankly worth the money. I mean, I I got it on sale for thirty bucks. You know, sixty is is kind of a tall order on games these days. Although we spend more money on alcohol, but be that as it may, uh, it, it, it's worth the money to buy the game. And on PC, I'm sure it's going to be fabulous. But um, you know, it's it is it's. A, I hate to admit, especially this. with mod support, because then I can actually Are, get a helmet shaped in the form of a horse penis. <laughs> Quick question: Are you calling him Sam, or are you calling him Norman Reedus? Oh, great! That is a great question. Oh, well, you know, probably Sam because. I always hear Sam, 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 Sam. But I mean, you're thinking Norman Reedus. You're thinking Norman Reedus, bro. I mean, like, I mean, he's, he's like, like when he gets in the shower, what? fucking ride from Norman yeah, Reedus. Ride from Norman Reedus. <laughs> they, they have. I mean, the guy makes the like Easter eggs is his mastery. I mean, like Hideo Kojima, the guy cannot stop Easter egging. It's, it's one of it's his crazy, one but... of his charms is that as a creator, he is just unabashedly himself. Yeah, which which is which. Hey, you know. Fuck it. He's he's done good work and he's continues to do good work. And he suffers they from they he did get fired from from uh Konami. Yeah, Konami. That's but right. but yeah, he now has his Konami. own that's studio. Not not I, I said Sony earlier. Yeah. So but you know, on, it, yeah, it's a good game. I mean, fuck it, play it. It's 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 frustrating in so many ways, but you you'll just you're gonna I, keep picking the controller back up. I have to ask this question. Is this 
recommendation about a game that's incredibly frustrating but rewarding coming sincerely or because you're also a person that loved sobs? Nah. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, Doug, that is touche, sir. Um, Tommy, deep cut Doug. Deep cut Doug. You know, I, I guess I do have a bit of a... I guess I, do, I, do, I guess I do like being abused a little bit. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, if sob ownership is definitely abusive, so... I mean, well, I gotta say, there is, there is a market for games that are just punishingly hard. Listen, um, the Get Good meme came out for a reason. All the Dark Side light <laughs> games came out for a reason. And it's, it's not that you get better at the game, it's that you accept failure with grace. You do... Damn. You know what? And on that bombshell, I think we need a word from our sponsors... Uh, co- hey, chorus, thank you, and we will be right back. S- send us beer, we're running out, please. And welcome back. Uh, we've expended all of our good content in the break, so this is the end of the episode. Good night. <laughs> as, as is par for the fucking chorus. All of the, I mean, really, it is seriously like a sickness with this group. All of the best <laughs> stuff that we have is always set off air. It is, and it's absolutely a, a travesty. I kept looking at it like, why is it still saying zero zero? Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> fuck, man. Look, Play it the record button. Ugh. I have to tell you that this all stems from the fact that you insist on only being honest to us on when you're actually cutting the recording. But at all other times in your life, you have no insistence on honesty. So I don't understand. D- Doug, okay, hold Let me just go ahead and He's stop got you right you there. there. Brother. No, he doesn't. And let me explain why. There have been plenty of times when I've lied to all of you about when we've stopped recording. But no. like you all, you're, it's like you're in my mind. You know <laughs> that the recording is still happening. There's like this... Sixth sense that you all fucking have that the that the mics are still red, and all of a sudden the comedy just dials back down to zero. I just look at the recording thing and say, "Oh, it's still recording." It's still yeah. Jason's just like oh, it's still <laughs> running. It. I mean, it's right there. Jason Jason goes straight for the solution without fail. It, the comedy it, it's I hit that button to to stop it, and all of a sudden the funniest shit starts happening, and it's like, guys, you got to be kidding me. I mean, really, it's, 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 it's... There's only one solution. You have to record us at all times. Well, we tried that, too, back in the earlier 24/7. days. 24-7. And, and, boy, we no, did no we catch breaks. some stuff we didn't we, watch? Yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You guys are fucked! There was a lot of incriminating material. And that That's we how probably Tommy died. Have. That's how, that is how Tommy died. That is how Tommy died. Oh shit! Um, so something that you mentioned in your review of Death Stranding, which was like, I guess the uh, the breaking down of movement mechanics into its substituent or constituent parts. Um, I don't know. Like um, one of the games that I was playing recently was uh, I, I took a swing at um, getting over it with Bennett Foddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Doug knows exactly what that is. Chris. Oh, I don't yes, know if you're aware. Well, obviously, it's a failure simulator, and it's supposed to teach you mindfulness and being able to understand that success isn't always everything, but uh, allowing your failure to pass over you and through you and only you remain in the mantra from Dune, a book that you just finished, uh, is really the lesson that you should be learning. Um, And I kind of feel that that's kind of what Kojima is going for. It sounds up his alley in terms of like that weird Zen Buddhist philosophy that he likes to espouse every once in a while when it suits him. You know... Um, I can't help but feel, though, that getting over it was a failed game in which the person was like, I still want to make money off this. So what if I just put a bunch of philosophical bullshit in at all the points I know people are going to have clipping issues and like control issues? 
and then tell them, no, 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 no. It's all about like just letting go and just like moving on with your life and you know overcoming challenges. No, I think that was positively orchestrated on Ben and Foddy's part because he was, again, trying to both enrage you, but then also teach you that your rage accomplishes nothing and that the thing that you need to be doing is to get back on the the, the cauldron hammer swing ride that <laughs> is his game. Anyway, the fun part is is that the character from that game is named Diogenes, which he came up with because Diogenes was a famous Greek philosopher who actually did live in a metal cauldron or it's, a box, it's depending, not on, depending on the account. A Bennett Foddy at this point probably is also living in a box because his game did not make a lot of money. I've never even heard of him, so yeah, you're probably right. I mean, um, can't imagine it costs a lot to make, though, either. But the thing that was uh, interesting to me also is uh, in terms of like breaking down a mechanic that we all take for granted, like you know, moving from point A to point B in a video game, um, because there's a game that I also played recently which does the same, but with gunplay. Um, it's called Receiver 2. Uh, Receiver 1 was like one of those like uh, game jam games where uh, they make a game in seven days. Um, as like a test of their ability as game makers in the same way that people do like 24-hour movies or um, what is it, uh, NaNoWriMo, I think it's called, Doug? National, National Novel Month, yeah. Yeah, National Novel Writing Month. Basically trying to like produce something in a, in a short amount of time. <clears throat> and um, the whole point of Receiver 1 was instead of just hitting R to reload your, ro- your weapon, all the different mechanical parts of reloading, in this case a handgun, are mapped to different buttons on the keyboard and you have to do them in the right sequence as you would with an actual handgun uh, whether it be a revolver or a semi-automatic pistol um now receiver two is essentially the actual game version of receiver one as in they had money to actually flesh it out and turn it into a proper title as opposed to just something that they were doing as a challenge uh so honestly i would just call it receiver uh where the first one is basically a beta um but the thing that's interesting about it is that in addition to this like mechanic where you have to, you know, take out the magazine, pull the slide back, engage the slide lock, put a magazine in, close the slide lock, um, and then, you know, be able to check your, your chamber to make sure that your round is correctly chambered because it does actually model failure to feed and failure to, to eject uh, in some cases. Um, it has this really interesting philosophical component to it because the whole context of it is that you have, I guess, died in a way. And in this global catastrophe called the Mind Kill, uh, your character is a member of this gun-worshipping cult, which also is like this weird self-help kind of component to it in the way that cults sometimes have, where they have secret knowledge and they're teaching you to like be able to overcome the... Uh, the illusion that is reality in the same way that, uh, you know, a lot of major religions do. Is this uh, game a second amended cult? It kind of has that element to it, right? Because, um, so I'll, I'll boil it down to this. The whole point of the game is it's kind of a rogue light in that circumstances are different every time you load into the game. So <clears throat> there are different parts of the map that can be combobulated into different uh, organizations um, so you might recognize a certain uh, rooftop, but the one rooftop across from it will be different because it loads in cells. Um, and the whole point of you moving through it is you're moving through, 
you're fighting uh, drones, either like uh, uh, static gun turrets that will shoot at you if they see you, or um, taser drones that are flying around. And you're looking for tapes. And the tapes are essentially uh, the these self-help tapes that this cult puts out. And you listen to them to, I don't know, gain a higher awareness of things and be able to progress down the karmic circle. If that makes any sort of sense. It's a really hard game to describe, but once you start playing it, you get it and you understand what it's trying to do. It's also operating on a bunch of different like um, metaphorical levels because technically what you're experiencing as the player in C2 is not actually what's happening. It's kind of like uh, you're, you're imagining a mind space in your mind because you built up your mind to survive the mind kill. And now you're in this weird psychic environment where you're only making sense of things by using reference points from your memory to be able to situate yourself and continue the battle. Did I finally drink too much and die like five minutes ago? Have you That's played why it? this game appeals to me so much. Have you played the game Super Hot? Super Hot, yes. And it's funny you should mention that because I was about to bring that up as one of those games that's very similar in terms of its mindset. And now, so Super Hot, by the way, in VR is a whole different experience. Can you play uh, this game on VR as well, or do they not have that capability? Um, it's not in VR right now. I think it would be super cool if they eventually did that, but the problem is is that there are so many different bu- buttons mapped for different purposes with the guns gotcha. that I don't think the typical controllers you have for most VR sets these days would be able to do it. To, to do it, okay. Oh. Y'all are ascending to, like, another plane through gun philosophy, and I'm over here, like, trying to date a sentient calculator in Monster Prom 2. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas, your fetishes aside, I think this is a game that you would also appreciate because it tries to kind of elevate your typical shoot bad guy with gun to something a little yeah. bit more. Douglas still playing Marvel, and I just see myself Monster dying Prom. a bunch. <laughs> I see myself I dying think... a whole bunch in confusion and just being like, what am I even doing? I think Chris would appreciate Monster Prom. Um, I don't know if you would, then I think your wife would. Uh, Monster Prom? I mean, Monster Prom. It's it's legitimately a tongue-in-cheek game making fun of dating simulators where you go to a high school filled with monsters, raise the affinity with the person you want to take to the prom in an increasingly more bizarre and out-there series of events. It's all tongue-in-cheek humor, I mean, your your dating options are a Medusa who uh, only cares about I was, money. I was about to ask, is there a hot snake lady? There's a hot snake lady. Okay, follow-up uh, question. Does she have big tits? Yeah, but I mean, the amount of money you've got to see them is pretty high. Second follow-up question. Does she make good pizza? No, but she can employ people to make good pizza. That's not the same. You you almost had him (laughs) with your trash dating game. Sorry. I can't. It's a trash game. Sorry. Sorry. I I, got to say, Ben, you know, I was was praising you earlier for what I thought were some modern takes, but this this whole obsession with the woman having to be able to cook the meals for you is antiquated. No, that's not the point. I like to eat meals that were made with love, not meals that I paid a person to make for me. That's pizza not love, Douglas. No, no, no. You're, you're, that's a you are looking at this economical transaction. Yeah. You are Let me tell you something. So the Sephiroth made pizza. She loves money so much that she would never spend it unless it was on a person that overrode her love of money. Have any of you ever seen squirrels hmm. have sex? <laughs> I woke. I woke up this morning. I made coffee like I always do first thing in the morning so that I can use my brain. Um, I drank the coffee. 
I had to shit. I went to shit, and I shat an entire blueberry whole. Is br- Brody? That was it. Just, Brody, just one you blueberry. Mean... You shat one blueberry into your toilet. That's the problem. You, you know what? You, you know what? And on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> actually want to talk about that a little bit more you're really, oh, oh fine oh, oh, then you better, what more is there to you better talk about it before the music cues then oh my god there's more to expound on go, go ahead talk about man. it buddy he's got that music at the point of his finger I, I no really it's do. fine it's ruined now i'm just i'm just very disconcerted about my personal health that you really a shot a whole fucking it. blueberry yeah like literally it passed through my entire gi tract that came out cold on the other end i'm very worried and i can't go see a doctor because they'll die do your fucking food. Next up on the BBC, Ben eats raspberries and checks out raspberries as well. Also, how to chew your food so that you don't shit whole food. Find out next time on BBC Network. How to chew.